Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. Back. Yeah. We're back. We're back. It's a new week. New week who dis. Yeah. And heavily into the contest season. A lot of contests Dude. going on. Balls deep. Into contest season. Um, we talked about Tracy last week. I did get some shit from Brian Jones, and I, I'm only calling him I'm calling him out by name because uh um I think it was you know tongue in cheek. And we probably, uh, you know, I said, I, well, I say we, uh, I, <laughs> I said <laughs> that Tracy was becoming the premier aerobatic contest. He is right. I think Borrego is probably the premier aerobatic contest for California. Um, but Tracy's, I think Tracy's um, there again. I think, I think Brian made a comment. It was like, you know, it's like, there's no need to compare. It's not, a, it's not a competition between competitions. Like, dude, it's a that's competition. When, that's when you know you, that's when you know you lost. Yeah, that's when you know you. Lose. It's a competition. Yeah, I mean, I had people calling me from Tracy, and like that's never happened with a contest. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people were really impressed. It was really great. Um, that's great. Um, you know, California is stepping the game up. I think a lot of contests are stepping the game up. Seen a lot more uh, no boundary judges uh, at contests, which is interesting. It seems to be like a a trend. Right, and. Uh... I think the scores are aren't really changing. You know, the the standings aren't changing dramatically at all. And it's no. you know less for the contest organizers. And uh, don't that's a whole. We're not getting it. No, not going to a boundary judge rant. <laughs> not um, going to do it. They had. Uh, we, we, we had. Uh, I do they have? Did they have? Uh, I should ask Aaron. I should text him uh, in the group chat while we're while we're talking. But at James K. Polk, did they have? Boundary judging? I don't know. I don't know about James K. Polk, but I could just look into like sportsman, go to one of the last place persons. See if there's any outs. Any well, there's no penalties. I think they did. There's a pen, a five point penalty. If I knew the rules, I would know what five point meant. It's probably an out, five points for an out. Yeah. Let's yeah, so see. they had them at Spencer in Iowa. Okay. That that looked like a fun contest. Oh my god. I mean, we had the uh, Canadian duo, the ambiguously Canadian duo. <laughs> ambiguously, <laughs> the ambiguously Canuck duo. Yeah, Luke Petter, Jesse Mag, Luke uh, yeah. flying advance and an SC, uh, posting some big numbers: eighty-three on his known, eighty-three on his free, eighty-three point seven on his free, eighty-four point six on his unknown. Real, he, he he's going to be a real problem. Yeah, and Aaron flew unlimited. Aaron McCarden flew unlimited. Really tough contest. Edged uh, his competitors out with the first place. <laughs> heavy, heavy <laughs> competition in unlimited at Spencer. Yeah, and uh, ooh, intermediate. We got a super D that one. That. Yeah. And we pray. Nathan Rudy. Rudy. That's oh my god. The name is perfect for that category. Total underdog. 
And he uh, ooh, beat out. Oh, he beat out Justin Hickson. who's a great pilot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nathan was, uh, I think, did Nathan CD that contest? Um, I don't know. Um, Chief Judge is Justin and Aaron. Yeah, he was a director, Nathan Rudy. Yeah. Good job. Shout out, dude. That looked like a nice contest. I So, um, we uh, I actually have a contest. We got to uh, promote Apple Cup here coming up, too, um, that time of the year again. Um and to, and also talk about Canadian nationals. So there's two two contests coming up that we need to talk about. But um, I'm seeing a trend this year in 2023. So, and I want to see if you see the same thing or you agree, or if I'm a fucking idiot, which is probably you might agree, but I'm also a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, we could do both. We could do both. Let's 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 we'll we'll tease out both of these uh, scenarios here. So, a few years ago, you know, we've seen changing of the guard. Um, uh, you know, with with Jim Burke coming on. Uh, Robert Armstrong getting dethroned for president. Um, we we heard some rumblings. There's there was kind of some camps, um, various you know situations of drama. Some some people, longtime IAC members, uh, either denounced their membership, cut their cards up ceremoniously or whatever, uh, not attend contests. And we thought we were maybe going to see. And this is all kind of reeling from from COVID too. Uh, maybe a a, a downtick in contest attendance that had some people worried uh we were looking at uh we, have, we actually had this we had this conversation about spencer i think last year um that it was less attended than the year before if i remember correctly um and I, i'd be curious to see what it was like this year but i'm i'm thinking that i see an uptick in contest participation and not only contest participation but the quality of contest because it looked like spencer was was um it was kind of publicized a little bit better on social media. It was talked about. It looked well attended. Looked like a great contest. Heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, Tracy, same thing. Um, are you kind of seeing the same thing? Are you getting the same feelings as I am here that the contests are the quality of of a contest is kind of on the uptick, and it sounds like they're being well attended. Yeah, I think it's a multitude. I I mean, it's definitely a lot of excitement going on. I think the contests are changing. A little bit with having a little bit more activities on the ground which yes. we've always said is important like whether it's a food truck or music or something like that just not like fly land and just stand there in the hot sun yeah um, but as far as i mean i ran the numbers i can make this public but from 2006 to 2022 attendance in each category did i send you that, that yeah it, it is it is it is down based on that right uh not necessarily i mean um coming off of covid of 2020 um from 20 from 2021 to 22 you know looking at that here unlimited stayed the same advanced was negligible one or two pretty much the same intermediate um give you the figures i mean there were 78 in 21 78 competitive people competed in 21 and intermediate and 69 competed in 2022 okay. but um you know back to what you were saying it, it was I think there's just more excitement and, you know, and people posting about it more. You know, everybody's, you know, every year. A little more engagement. Yeah, people are getting more familiar with the social media platforms and whether they were against it or not or didn't know how to do it, um, they're using it more. And, um, you know, I mean, the bank, I don't, the banquet at Tracy was better than any banquet in that I've ever seen or heard of. 
You know, I'm yeah. not saying that one wasn't better, but it was definitely but looked like it was better than Nationals. We gotta get um I think we gotta get Joe McMurray on. I, I, I don't know who uh, Dean Hickman Smith too, if he if he listens to the podcast, he's he's a great guy. Um flies the pits S2B. Um Dave Watson's S2B, he's a, a, a share owner in that, uh, or a partner in that, I guess I should say. Um they worked really hard. Jake Carter as well. I'm not sure who actually kind of um, headed the headed the process on getting the banquet held at the Patriots hangar in Byron, but that looked amazing. Bravo. I mean, well done. Bravo. Yeah, it, it wasn't at a Sizzler or a freaking Applebee's or a Chili's where you know you're kind of stuck in the corner and you're trying to make a speech while some dude's like getting thrown out by the cops because he's had too many freaking margaritas. It, like it looked like a, a legit you're right i think it looked more formal and i don't mean formal in the sense of like dressy i just mean more like official it was an actual banquet and it and the room was theirs yeah it looked it looked better than nationals joey bowflex happy birthday by the way joey yep birthday today dude happy uh happy birthday man that gold jacket birthday. was epic aaron mccartan's birthday was a couple of days ago my birthday was a couple of days a few, a few that's days right ago. I was yeah. your birthday. Dude. Did you go flying? Was, no. And I didn't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was nice to chill and just like be with the fam and not have to care about a whole lot. It was it was pretty low maintenance. We ended up cooking it like we bought like three hundred dollars worth of ribeyes and had the family over and a couple friends. Yes. And it was super chill, great wine, ribeyes, mashed potatoes, asparagus. Uh what else did we do? Got a few other little things and just cracked open some high dollar wines and had a nice cake for dessert. It was great, man. It was great. It was chill. Nice. That's your go-to, huh? Ribeyes? You always say ribeye. Yeah, it is my go-to. You're going to get the gout. I know. I don't eat. I mean, that's the thing is I, I don't eat steak very often. Like I, I used to uh, a lot and I, I got away from red meat like substantially. Um for the health. I love ribeyes yeah. though. I haven't had a ribeye in a while. I've been going, um, whenever we go out, we're usually with people and I'll do the, uh, like quarter house for three and split it up. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I like that. I gotta get into smoking, like smoking meat and shit. It, you're, we're both at that age. There's like, there's like th- certain things that, that you do at this age and it's smoking, smoking meat is one of them. Maybe pick up a nice pair of white new balances. White New Balances get a white nice, Navy New Balances. Yep, get a nice buckle. Champion uh, socks, belt, belt clip, buckle for your cell phone. You know, cell phone belt clip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some shorts, some denim shorts. Denim shorts or cargo shorts. Cargo shorts, cool too. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was chill. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta get them on. Uh, I I don't know exactly who kind of headed that, but it would be really interesting to hear the process and and just kind of talk about that evening because it looked amazing. The trophies. I will say this. I will go on record saying this. Chapter thirty eight made. This is the second year they made these trophies. By the way, not the first year they did. They did these the same design last year. They're the best looking trophies I've ever seen. I know it's amazing. H- hands down, the best trophies I've ever seen. Um, almost, well, hold on. I'm going to walk it back here. There is one time in the history of IAC competition where the trophies were better. And that was when they gave propeller blades to the glider, uh, contest winners. <laughs> that, that was, was a better trophy. That was epic. 
trolling oh, on man. such a meta level, dude. Like, here you go. Not even trying. No, it was amazing. Amazing. But yeah, trophies were great there. Um, I yeah, California. I, I you know, it's uh, you have I don't even your shit know. together. Well, like, so Texas kind of I hate to say like f- fell by the wayside, but like, you know, I always heard about Texas being kind of a hotbed for contests. Florida's always been and always it seems to be always will be. Um, but I, I think California is kind of stepping it up a little bit, uh, especially having it at Tracy. The the best part about Tracy was that the community was involved and on board. The Chamber of Commerce was involved and on board. Local law enforcement, local entities, the mayor, um, the FISDO was out there and very happy. Everybody was very, very happy. And so I think the 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 um, likelihood of having it at Tracy for subsequent years is very high, you know, which means no more Delano or Kalinga, which those are two desolate shitholes if you've never been. Um, yeah. So getting those there, you know, Apple Valley uh, and I guess Willie J. Fox, uh, they didn't have Willie J. Fox last year. Two Borregos, an Apple Valley, hopefully, uh, and a Redlands. That that's a pretty decent that's a pretty decent contest season for for a state. I feel like um, that's decent. It's not yeah. bad, and I'm glad to see everybody's really enjoying them uh, and participation's up and the morale's up on these. You know, everybody's like pretty excited to go to these, not just to compete, but um, just just to be to be there. Which means that I think. I think everybody's kind of getting it that you got to make this a place you want to go. Yeah. I, I just, you know, have just having music and, and some food and, and, you know, and even like, you know, when the general public is there, you know, there's a sense of like wanting to do not good. You, cause you obviously want to do good, but um, you know, like people are watching. So like, it's exciting. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of si- exciting and contests, um, but uh, shout out to Jesse Mack for shooting us a message about Canadian National. So uh, Steinbeck, August 18th through 20, uh, 18th through the 20th is going to be Canadian Nationals. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Ryan Chapman. Um, what was his name? Oh, did we unveil his name yet? I don't think we did. I don't know. We haven't talked about it in a little while. Oh, we should. I mean, our, our number one critiquer is going to hate that. It's a movie reference. <laughs> What's um, wrong with a movie reference? He just doesn't like him. I don't know. Well, anyway, we got to think of Transformer references. Do you remember it or, or you still? I remember it. Ryan's. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I remember it. It's been a little bit since we talked about it. Oh my god! I don't I'll say Boogie Nights. Not that's not the name. <laughs> but that's where it's coming from. Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, if any of you all haven't seen uh, Boogie Nights, uh, it's a great movie. It's a it's with Mark Wahlberg and he plays a uh, a porn star with like a freaking twenty inch long and a prosthetic um, a prosthetic penis. Yeah, and uh, anyway, his name in the movie is uh, Dirk. D-I-R-K Diggler. So we were thinking for Ryan, because he landed in the dirt, we call him Dirt Diggler. Yes. <laughs> so there you go, Ryan. That's what you get for making an amazing emergency landing and walking away. I can't Dirt possibly Diggler. like that name anymore. I can't like it anymore either. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, what were you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Canadian Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to play a Canadian contest next year. This year it falls on. I'm going to be in California. One of them. And then the other one is my son's birthday. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Sorry, buddy. But I definitely will. I mean, it's it's closer than some of the contests I would go to around here. Yeah. You know. So. I'm what about you? Are you going to actually fly a contest next year? Like, what what are you, what are your percentages? Close to zero. I I love being there. Well, that's that's better than zero. You would have normally just said zero. Yeah, I or, I still just have no desire to to go compete. I don't know. I I do every time I'm there. I I mean I love watching it, and I I don't know. I I'm sure I will compete. Um, but man, I I think we talked about this on the last podcast. But any any time I think about doing something and potentially missing out something with the family, I'm just like I'm super into the family right now, man. I I, I know it it sounds weird and sounds cheesy, but I I am like just di- the girls are at such a fun age where I'm like I want to come do uh, you know vacations yeah we, we do a lot of traveling too like life is good man it's it's like a, it's a good problem to have um and i don't want to escape the family i'm not saying that's why people go to compete but uh it's hard you know being an airline pilot and then wanting to go compete you know like i don't know how do i like marco bow i don't know how you do it man I'll, I'll say it out loud like i won't say who you work for but uh i know the lifestyle i don't know how you do it i do not yeah, know how you do it. unless you, unless you bring the family with you and truck them down I don't know how you do it. I don't know how these people do it, man. I don't know. Dedicated. It's super dedicated. It's, it's it shows a true love of the sport. I I, I will give you guys that. Um, but it's that's a hard, hard lifestyle. Yeah. But, so, um, I don't know. I, I probably will. I probably will at some point. It'll be fun to you know. It'd be really funny is if you flew a Canadian contest and never a U.S. contest. I I, I would see you doing that. Like you could use my airplane. That would, that would be, be so funny, dude. How funny would that be? And just be like, no, I strictly fly Canadian contest. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. dumb. That would be really epic, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of contests. And you know what's a good contest, too, is uh, the James Polk contest down in Warrington. Uh, they give out uh, flasks. Trophies. Adam Cope cool. runs that contest. He does an yeah. awesome job. Awesome, awesome. Was job. Spencer and uh, James K. Polk the same weekend? Uh, it was. Yeah. They the, was. the weeks are starting to to kind of blend together, but both both sounded real, um, well attended and, and you know positive, which is great. Have you heard anything with the advanced well, worlds? I'm just thinking right now, like we're almost in July and this shit is coming up. No, it's coming up. I know people are, in, uh, well, you know, I know the unlimited team is, is in camps and I know the advanced team's working hard. Um, I, I need to reach out to Britain, like just kind of check in and see how things are going. I haven't talked to her in a while. Um, I'm sure. Oh, we could ask Marco too, but yeah. It, it things are kind of they are coming up. I haven't heard anything about the French. We keep hearing that, you know, <laughs> some. I think somebody messaged us, or I saw maybe a screenshot, but basically saying that all the rumors that 
we're saying about how the the French art coming is bullshit, but yet I I don't know. I don't hear that they've got airplanes lined up to borrow. I I don't know. I I guess there's a little bit of a um a disconnect. Well, if you uh, go on here. Yeah. If you go on WAAC 2023, um, the number is 2023.com. That's the uh, the World of Advanced Airbag Chips website. And I yep. haven't been on it in a while, so I'm on it now. And I uh, under logistics, list of competitors. And yep. um, let me just make sure. I like how they have aircraft rental on there. I don't see any. Uh, no French. Um, I'll read them off some. Uh, and Canada is just stacked. Jeez. Yeah. South um, Africa? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Annie Boone um, from South Africa is coming. Ricardo Krashi, 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 or something like that. I think SCI is pronounced. So Krashi um, from Italy. Italy. Yeah. This is what, you know, if if the France can't import a plane, then how is Timur Fatkulin from the Ukraine coming? Yeah. he's the, Literally, his house is probably being bombed right now, and he's still coming to whack. And he's bringing an LX. Come on. Like, registered how is Ukrainian registered, too. You, how is this guy flaunt? That's no excuse, then, for France. No. That is, that's, okay. Do you agree, or am I out? I, I, I agree. You? No, I agree. I agree. Um, Jack Quet, Will um from Switzerland. Wow, my pronunciations are getting a lot better. That's pretty good. Mario Mena from Guatemala. Love that guy. He's yeah. flying uh, serial He's number one. AJs. Yeah. We got to talk about that, by the way. Yeah. Raymond Pearson, Australia. Um, wow. A lot yeah, of Australia. Coming. Aus- uh, Australia's got uh, a few. Two of them. But yeah. yet... Yet the French, with with full support of clubs and everything, just can't do it. Dude, uh, real talk. South Africa is the second most attended team. It looks like right yeah. now. Um, now, is this a play? Let me ask you this: Is this a play? Um, is this a play uh, by the French to not register, not pre-register? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they're coming. If I was going to bet right now, if I was going to bet, I'd bet. Um, real money. I'd probably bet at least I bet two grand that they're not coming. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they're coming either. I mean, obviously, we have no no Russian uh participation, uh, and there's no pictures of or posts of them. Usually, like they'll do like a training camp post where they're there's been nothing. Together. No. There's been nothing. No, they'll, the only thing I've seen out of the French is is postings by the unlimited team. I haven't seen is- a single thing about uh, the advancing, and and you know what. Also, say another thing is I thought I thought um, uh, Britain was going to have a team. I thought they were going to bring some people over. Yeah, I'm a little shocked with that. So there's, you know, really we're seeing Canada, South Africa, Italy, Ukraine, Switzerland, Guatemala, Australia, Brazil, Ireland. Um, no Britain, no Russia. No, and and you know the Ukrainian uh, participation is, is a is one. Looks like uh, maybe the, the fact that a guy from Ukraine is coming that's amazing. He did, this like that's gave amazing. him a gold medal. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With with his own airplane. With his own airplane. Yeah, he's not borrowing an airplane. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Can you imagine him be like pushing that out of the hangar and like we're all checking for weather? He's checking for rockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, oh, I guess it's a good day. I don't see any smoke. Can I buy or- gas today? Yeah. So no. Uh, so so good. Good South African participation. Maybe more will show. Um, I I know, I know that. You know, I think in the next co- coming months, well, next coming month and a half, we'll probably see more. Yeah, uh, pre-registered, but uh, to have the French not any in now, sh- I, I don't think they're coming. I, I think you're right. I don't think they're coming. Yeah. Um, well, two things. Who is Daryl Whittaker? 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 Uh, He's a United Darryl States Whitaker? residence, Australian team. And he's flying yeah, November five one 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 Bravo and S one eleven B. Super stinker. Interesting. Never heard of him. I haven't either. There's yeah. a, uh, obviously a few independents. Dave Watson's going. Um, we got a game bird, dude. Tom Thomason. Yeah, that'll be good. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, that'll be really great to see. This it's a great lineup of airplanes, I think. Um, I guess there's some here that are like TBD, TBD, and and unknown. Um, but um, yeah, no, this is this is cool. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, logistics. If you go into aircraft rental, it says here. Contacted all of the known 330SC operators in the USA to inquire if they would be interested in renting your aircraft. So far, that traction is minimal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Whoops. But it's very interesting. It's not minimal. I'll rent my plane. I told it's it's $75,000 block rate. It's you know what? That's a flat fee. How about that? For unless unless an engine blows. 75 grand. Yeah, you can rent my plane, but I want a fresh engine afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or I want for the next two hundred hours, you're liable for whatever happens to the motor. I want a crated. <laughs> I want a crated Lycoming. I want it in the crate. After seeing the way that the French treat their motors, because like even like it's 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 like taking a sledgehammer to <laughs> your engine. Like Full I mean, power, even, idle. Full power you, idle. Dijon Voltage motor, the one that Grant Nielsen bought, that needs yeah. a motor. I mean, there was a ton of metal in that thing. I heard. Yep. Because they're just like slamming the throttle. And they they run high RPM. They're they're not running twenty five hundred RPM. They're running they don't you care. know twenty seven fifty, all the way out, all the time. Ah, oh, too funny. Yeah. No, this is. Um, do you, do you looking at this field? Um, do you are there any takeaways? Uh, who's here? Okay, besides the French, who's not here represented that you are surprised that is not on here? Um, like you said, England is uh, I'm I'm gonna reach out to some uh friends to see what's going on over there. I'm shocked um, about that because we talked to um, um, doppelganger Mache, or I did, um who you know works uh who flies the gen pro right and that, that was kind of the big thing was they were going to bring a gen pro and it was going to be yeah. like the first time you know we were going to see a gen pro on u.s soil uh and competing at WAC, which would be awesome you know all all, all shit talking aside that would be really great to see i'd love it yeah. I, w- I would be awesome to see um and they were thinking that it was probably not going to happen but 
to not even see any participation uh, is a little little surprising. That sucks that they can't field an advanced team uh, to bring over here. Yeah, well, Macho's got to be careful when he posts them. He can't really make fun because, you know, his employer is uh, closely watching, you know. <laughs> what, eyes over the fence. Like, yeah. like Wilson, Wilson from, uh, uh, what was that show? With a uh, the tool man. Tool time. Tool time. Home improvement. Home improvement. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, JTT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm shocked. The only team I'm shocked that's not coming is the Romanian team because they're government funded, I believe, as well. Yeah. Well, I, so I was going to ask you that. I was a little surprised at that. Is there is there logistics of the Russia Ukrainian war? It shouldn't affect them, but is there shipping or or? It can't be. There's a guy from Ukraine coming. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Like this guy just basically dropped the mic to everybody whining about coming. How do you outdo a guy where his country is under attack? That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, the Romanian team's not coming. Um, obviously, the Russian team's not coming. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was expected. Un- that's unfortunate, but expected. I don't even know if there is a Russian team. You know what I mean? Like I don't. They, they, they're, they're still fine. Are they? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I know that um, a lot of people are not registered on here yet. Like, Brit Brit's not on here. Um, is she there's flying? a few Canadians missing. I would imagine, right? I would think so, right? How? What would be the point of going for the advanced team to not fly? Whack. I mean, well, everybody else is maybe she just they just didn't update the. Uh, I don't think. I mean, there's there's a few like the, there's even a few of the Canadians not on here. Um, I mean, like Christian Baxter's on here, but I don't. Th- did I see Luke on here? Neil's on there. Uh, okay, I can't Luke wait till like. But yeah, I can't. Ryan's not I on can't there. wait till it's like a final attendance so we can start picking the winners. <laughs> Hell I don't yes. think the, the person I'm going to pick is going to change. I don't want to say it now, but um, and it starts October, twenty second of October. We yeah. might, depending on how we're feeling, we I might I might think about going out there to, hang, to go say hello. I might be able to most go. likely not, but let me know, dude, because uh, I actually might be able to go. Um, with my my training, I might be able to swing that. Yeah, I would like to go. I'd like to go for a couple of days and just hang. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Hey, what's with all these um, switching topics a little bit with GA? What's with yeah. these like GA airplanes start stickering up their airplane? Like we have to talk about this. Oh yeah, this like th- these air race things. This, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get that, and I don't get um, flight suits. I get flight suits, and when it's when and not when to wear them but like sometimes it's just cringy right i i get that question i actually get the question a lot in fact i just flew with somebody i did an upset recovery flight for somebody a few days ago that was like how come you don't wear a flight suit in the extra you know and i think um helmets gloves and flight suits are they're like just one of those things where you've either had a you've you've either had an experience that is causing you to wear one or the other or all or none or 
you know, there's the, you have a, I won't say a, a rational, but maybe like a, 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 like an artificial, like a, there's a, in the, in the, in the realm of fears, right? We could, we could, we could list 25 things that we are afraid of every time we hop in that cockpit, you know, midair collision, fire, uh, engine failure, wing falls out, whatever it is, bird strike, you know, you can list out those things and, and maybe there, people are just like, you know what, the helmet thing, uh, whatever, but I'm, I'm more scared of fire than I am a bird strike. I'm going to wear a flight suit. I'm kind of the, of the mindset of like, I'm going to get out of the airplane if there's a fire, cause I'm wearing a parachute. So I'd rather have a helmet and a parachute and flight suits are cumbersome. They're hot. They're heavy. I'm not a huge fan of them. People like, you know, like Rob Holland basically wears shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt and flies an aerobatic routine. Michael Goulin will go up in a full-blown Alpine stars, Nomex race suit, you know? Right. So it's, it's just about their different um, focuses of safety. You know, it doesn't mean like, I don't, I don't think, I, I think Rob is an extremely safe pilot and, and cater, caters to safety big time, right? Both wear a helmet, both wear gloves. Um, I think, you know, I think Mike is just like, you know what, I'm going to hedge all my bets and maybe add another layer of safety. Uh, the whole like wearing and, and granted he's, you know, Red Bull areas. One thing I will give credit to uh, with Red Bull is you never really saw anybody prior wearing a like an auto race suit in an airplane, right? It was always Nomex military uh, flight suits, right? Like, well, you know, maybe. I, I mean, I, I like to say that you know, really, it was kind of a long right after Northern Lights, almost because I remember when Manguso was flying for Klein Tools. And he was doing a lot of the indie events. You know, he yeah. was one of the, the first people. Him and Gullian, um started wearing the like the fitted suits with the logos and everything, like circa two thousand four ish. Yeah, believe, okay, or two thousand two ish. But yeah, but Red Bull kind of made it a standard, standard like standardized it. Um, yeah, I think it was a requirement. But, yeah, um, and I think it's you know. They're great. It's, you know, but if you like, can you imagine wearing a flight suit at Borrego? No. And that's the thing. Um, it's almost I, like, I just, does that impede on safety? Like be, being that hot? I think it does. In fact, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Speaking of suits that I, I don't remember. Um, I'd have to talk to, I, I might shoot um, Paulo a text and ask about this. Um, he crewed on Kirby's team. Um. And Hannes Arch's team, if I remember correctly. I I, I don't think anybody wore a, a cooled flight suit, right? Because everybody was so concerned about weight. I don't think anybody wore one of those, you know, like the liquid cooled. Like you those race suits, stuff. like they literally is like it'll pump, you know, like Freon. And it's like you hook it up to a machine. I don't know how cumbersome those machines are or how big or bulky bulky they are. Um or if you, they are semi self can I don't know, but that would be an idea, right? If you wanted to, if you wanted to keep cool, wear one of those suits that just runs, you know, liquid cooling through your body uh, or all over your body. But yeah, I, I mean, it makes you hot. I just think the idea of a fire aircraft fire. If I wasn't wearing a parachute, 
Right. That might be one thing. Um, but dude, if I see a, if I see a flame, I'm out, and insurance can buy me a new airplane. I don't give a shit. I mean, I love that airplane, but I'm not staying in an airplane that's on fire. You know, fire is like one of my biggest fears in general as an airline pilot because, like, you know, they're loading lithium ion batteries or oxygen canisters or whatever it is. Hazmat. Every every passenger has like three lithium ion batteries on their on their, you know, in their little kit. Whether it's a phone, right? Phone, iPad. I mean, think about how many batteries you carry on a daily basis when you airline travel. You got AirPods that have batteries. You have a phone, computer, you know, smartwatch. Dude, some people are carrying five, six, seven, eight batteries on them per person. I, I think the likelihood of uh, th- so that kind of stuff freaks me out. And then like not having a parachute, uh, obviously flying the Airbus. Uh, that's that's kind of freaky to me. When I start thinking about the aerobatic world, I don't think about fire as much. I think about the likelihood of having a bailout over over most things, right? Like whatever it's going to cause, whatever's going to happen, I think I'm getting out of the airplane. Is is kind of the more likely scenario, right? Like en- engine fire, cockpit fire, you're not staying in the airplane. Unless unless like the fire is minim- minimal in the uh in the engine, it's contained in front of the firewall. You know, you cut the mixture and then and then it's out, but and you're going to make an off-field landing fine. But I just I think the la- I don't know that's how I rationalize not wearing a flight suit. Um, I know the the commemorative Air Force requires it anytime you fly a warbird, um, and that's something that the Collins Foundation we we got a lot of criticism because we didn't require it. Um, but I also think it, it, you know in a lot of ways it looks kind of silly like people putting a flight suit on flight suit helmet and Nomex gloves to go fly an extra. It's like, all right, okay. You know, yeah, as you wish, it's, it's your thing, whatever. But I'm not wearing a, I, I don't wear a flight suit. I'm not wearing a flight suit. No, the, war, the warbirds I get, you know, because those motors were never really designed to go more than how many hours? Like, oh, they're going, they're going like, I don't know if it's 10x or more, but like, I mean, it was like a couple hundred hours out of those things and they were toast, I think, right. maybe even less. And, you know, you look at like air- airplanes like the Mustang, li- like liquid cooled airplanes or even uh, airplanes that run oil lines. But like the-, the Mustang, I'm sure the P-40 is the same. Spitfire, they're running coolant lines, you know, through the cockpit. And you got to think about how hot that's going to be. If if a line bursts, starts spraying you in the leg, you know, yeah, a flight suit might, I don't know, it might help. Uh, I don't know that. It, I mean, I guess it wouldn't help with like a high temperature burn, but you know, if it caught fire, something started smoking and catching fire, we've seen that. You know, smoke in the cockpit yeah. on, on warbirds is not, unfortunately, not uncommon. Um, in fact, uh, there was a, an, a I he might have had had an engine failure, but for some reason, I'm feeling like there was smoke, and they either way they had to bail out of the airplane. It was a TBM Avenger in Arizona, and they just found the wreckage of it. Um, these guys bailed out and survived. Two people in it. And it took like six or seven years to find the wreckage. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was in like the the, the mountains. Um, but I, I want to say that maybe they had smoke in the cockpit. I'm probably speaking out of turn on that. Might have been just a simple engine failure. But um, right. yeah, in a warbird, I, I think of I, I'd much more be much more happy in a flight suit. I, I think it's smart. Yeah, I think so too. Are you gonna get? You should get back into the warbird stuff. You were doing that like crazy. In fact, my. Did we talk about bomber camp? My brother-in-law went to that thing. We did not talk about bomber camp. 
uh you and Honestly. i talked about it um that was a that was a fun that was a fun deal it's hard you know that it being a part of the Collins foundation was so much fun and um obviously post you know 909 crash it's a different world it's a different warbird world now uh there's an emergency ad on all b17s for the spar um there's been unreported spar issues with at least two other b17s i won't mention the names um you know i don't know man i i miss it i miss it a lot i miss the community a lot i really love everybody that was a part of that group it was really an honor to be a part of some really talented pilots and you know you're you're friends with mark murphy or no mark murphy uh he was great uh he and i got to to spend some time together on the road for callings and uh in fact uh, he and i were actually roommates because <laughs> we had to oh, share shit. rooms share rooms on the road yeah freaking cheap ass uh Collins foundation but uh, <laughs> yeah he and i shared a room in in uh god where were we torrance torrance california but um yeah it was fun i don't, I don't know i i've been asked by a few people to go um go get checked out in the b24 with the caf and i don't know maybe someday i'll do it but again i'm, I'm kind of like juggling that okay i like flying acro that kind of takes some time away from what i you know home life i guess airline flying takes half my month do i want to go get involved with flying warbirds again and be on the road and they and and the nice thing about Collins is like I could go, I could dip out for three, four days, and then come back home. I, I didn't have to be on the road for a long time. I think the CAF wants longer commitments. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's something maybe I'll look at again later on. I miss it a lot. I, I love warbirds, man. I, I just I love love living history. I love flying warbirds. I love meeting people that that had you know. Now I mean, I, I watched the evolution of it. Where my first year starting, I forgot when I started. When it was twenty fifteen where we'd get a lot of world war two vets out that flew on airplanes. We had, we, I, I met people that would show me their logbook and they had the, the real nine Oh nine or real witchcraft in their logbook. They flew the actual airplane in combat. Jeez. And you're like, Holy shit. This is un this is like too much. It's almost too much. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Um, and then kind of watch the evolution of, of like the last year before nine Oh nine crashed being on uh on tour and it's like you're kind of you're not meeting very many veterans anymore unfortunately and you know for you and i like our generation like we the the time that we're living in now we're, we're gonna see the last world war ii vet die you know sooner rather than later unfortunately it's really sad so it was yeah. really fun to to be a part of that and see that and i hope it, i hope collins comes back and and gets to continue that because i think it's important that you know we get to meet you know, that was a, a kind of a transition that we got to see the sons and daughters meet the sons and daughters and the grandparents. I'm sorry, the grand the grandkids of of these heroes that fought and died in these airplanes. And so it was it's important for multiple generations. Hope it comes back. If it does, maybe I'll I'll be involved with calling callings again. Um, maybe someday other warbirds. But I love it, man. I, I, I love warbirds. dude. They're so cool. They're so fun. Uh, it's, just, it's just art. You know what's incredible, though, is uh, what's going on in Bentonville. Because uh, uh, Stu Walton um, took over or you know paid for yep. uh, Paul Allen's whole collection, which is just 
the creme de la creme of warbirds. And oh, there, there's in the warbird world. I, I'll tell people that don't know. You know. Okay, so you think you know? You just think of a P fifty one Mustang, and you're like, what an honor that would be to own. And so few people get to say they own a P fifty one Mustang, which all of that is true. Okay, but within the warbird community, it's kind of like, like I I get to part own an extra. 300 midwing right which is an honor it really is i know not being cheesy i really love that airplane a lot and i i love the partnership love being a part of it i love flying it i'm amazed at that airplane but it's not an sc okay when the warbird community looks at paul allen's collection there is nothing but pure jealousy because all of those airplanes are the most the rarest um dash numbers the rarest models the most historic models of whatever airplane is out there still alive or flying Paul Allen owned it. It was the, it was an incredible, incredible collection. I mean, the Stuka dive bomber that's being restored to flying condition there is unreal. And it will be the only flyable Stuka if it gets completed. The ME 262 Paul Allen, this is what you do with Paul Allen's money is you, you remetal the original engines. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he didn't put Learjet engines on. Like, so Collins Foundation has an, uh, um, um, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, the name, the name of who made it. Um, I can't, I can't think of who built it, but basically, it was, like, was it Flugworks? Yes, it's something like that. Flugworks, I think. Uh, they do the 190s. I'm not sure Flugworks did the 262, but it, there was like six, I think there's six of them out there that are basically built with i think citation engines on them uh, they might be learjet engines but something to that effect i think they're cj610s which is off the citation um paul allen's me262 has brand new remetaled uh and and molded cnc uh crafted original engines zero time with better metal uh, what is it? The Umo, whatever it is, Umo. I, I forgot what engine there, or was it a BMW on there? I don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever engine was on the uh, 262. Uh, so that I mean, you can Google or YouTube them starting it up. It's so freaking cool. Uh, and Steve Hinton was doing taxi tests. Unfortunately, when Paul and died, I don't think it ever flew. And then everything got kind of put on hold until now, and I don't know what. Uh, gosh, it'd be great to get Stu Walton on. Honestly, we should try to get Stu Walton on. That would be a really fun podcast to talk about what his plans are with that collection because he's obviously. Well, I read that they're going to keep it open in Washington for uh, a couple of years, and right now in Bentonville, I think he's building a whole facility, and they're going to move it down. That's amazing. Gosh, I that's amazing. Property in Bentonville. No kidding, dude. That and the fam. That's going to be an epicenter. Dude. I mean, it kind it's of like already ple- is. For it's like Pleasantville. Uh, yeah. They should just name it that. <laughs> Rename it that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, I was trying to find the uh, engine while you were we were talking. It was the Yunkers Umo 004B-1 Axial Flow Turbojet. There we go. 004. I, for some reason, I was going to say Umo 001, but... Um, uh, yeah, so if you guys want to go down a fun rabbit hole on, on some uh, Warbird stuff, watch all the Paul Allen ME262 videos. The engines were actually done here in Stockton, California, which is really cool. But literally they sent, you know, I guess 
design plans or they were reverse engineered and were able to remake this engine to spec, but with better metals. Cause those engines, you want to talk about only using the engines for a short period of time. Those engines were just disastrously unreliable. I mean, very, very low reliability out of those. I think the cool part about it was the starting procedure. They had like a, a weed whacker motor on the front. Yeah. Start turning the thing up with under low lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super wild. And um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, there is a video of that ME262 getting fired up with that starting procedure. Super cool. Yeah. It's, it's just badass. So um, that's something that like, if that comes to Bentonville with all the other toys there, I would definitely take a trip there again. Be amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, that'd be truly um, amazing. Yeah, the Warbirds are awesome. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I always, I not get a kick out of them. I just love being around them. And uh, I think There's he's, he's probably going to have the biggest collection. And then you got somebody like Kermit Weeks that just has like containers full of stuff. It's like, oh, I, I think I have a P47. He opens up a container. Gonna, can you imagine? No, Kermit literally, he's got so much stuff. He'll, he'll, he'll be like, he'll open a container and be like, oh, shit. I forgot I had that. And it's like some insane thing. Yeah, it's genuine too. He's not making it up. No, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I forgot I about wonder, this, man. I wonder who, like non-government, obviously. I wonder who has the biggest corporate connect collection of bombers and fighters. And not like, not memorabilia, like whether it's, because then you got that other place in North Carolina. Uh, is it Klein Heritage or something like that? There's a the bunch of collections. I mean, but he's got are like we three talking, or four hangers of World War One, World War Two fighters and bombers. Are we talking private collection? Or are we talking like foundation yeah. stuff? Well, it's every, I, all the big guys got it on their foundations, obviously. Yeah. For like, but um, it's in North Carolina. I'm going to Google it. But the guy's got like, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, Warbird writer collection, and um, it's a flying museum. There's 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 a few out there that have some serious collections. Yeah, like military stars out there. Yeah, military aviation museum. You go to militaryaviationmuseum.org. Um, have you ever heard of this place? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got a ton of stuff, and it's all and the facility is all done up. And then you got like, a, I think the biggest private collector is probably Friedkin down in Texas that like doesn't show his stuff. Um, he's got a ton of stuff. He's got a lot. The um, God, is it the what's what's the one in um, Minot, South Dakota? Um, oh, they're like building up uh, a bunch of stuff now too. I know what you're talking about. I gotta I gotta look it up. There's a few. Um, yeah, Dak- uh, Dakota Territory Air Museum. They they got quite a few stuff, and they have they have some really cool. Um, really cool stuff. All flyable, or at least for the most part, flyable. Um, who owns a lot of flying uh, fighters? Rod Lewis. Rod Lewis yeah. has a huge collection. That oil money, yo. Yep, literal, literal oil tycoon <laughs> money. That guy has so much money. Okay, uh, he owns. Uh, for those that don't know, he owns uh, the Reno Racer uh, Rare Bear. He owns two Tiger Cats, which is insane. Why, why have one? Why have one? He has two P-38s, one of which is Glacier Girl, 
which is probably the most famous P-38 to have ever existed. Um, and the other P-38 he owns is unrestored in original condition in the Smithsonian on display. So he's like, yeah, I'll just buy this one. And like, this is kind of cool to look at. I'm going to throw it over here. Which one? Uh, it's one of the P-38s. Uh, it's at the Smithsonian, one of his. It's unrestored. So it's like literally original from the 40s, late 40s. And it's just sitting there like unpainted. Yeah, it's like not restored. It's a beautiful condition airplane here. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Um, and I'll send you a picture of it. But yeah, I mean, like, it's so cool to see. I mean, it seems like, am I wrong to say that in like the 70s and 80s, obviously there was still fighters and everything around, but all the fighters now are just, there's more nice ones than there are bad ones, it seems. Like, remember oh, yeah. in like the 90s, there used to be like, a handful of ones that were like really done up and authentic. Yeah. Now it's like everything is is specked out and everything like that. There's super super nice. I mean, I just got a notification on my uh uh Facebook or whatever that they're selling a um Platinum Fighters uh as a website platinumfighters.com if you want to check them out. Uh they sell warbirds and stuff. They're selling an ME109 with with history or whatever, 6 million. Oh my god. So, crazy that's crazy i just sent you a picture of that p38 so that's his second p38 he owns glacier girl which he flies or not and he doesn't fly but it flies um and if you guys don't know the story about glacier girl there's a documentary on it which is unreal but it was literally found at the bottom of a glacier in pieces and they restored it to flying condition um they'd use like sonar to find the thing it literally frozen inside of a glacier <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I love Warbird. We got to get these Warbird guys on. Oh, my God. That's what we, we got to transition a little bit out there. Okay. We can do that. Because I really love the, I mean, I'm never going to be able to afford to get into that, that type of flying, but like, Me I neither. certainly as hell appreciate it. Like, it's fun to be around. They're fun to be around. They're fun to talk to people about. They're so fun to smell and see and hear. I freaking love them, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, who would you get on first, Warbird-wise? I'd like to actually get um, Mark Murphy on. Yeah, he's definitely he'll, he'll definitely come on. He he's great. You know, he he's really charismatic. He's super fun to talk to. Um, his dad owned the Mustang, and and I'm sure he's you know obviously he's been flying it forever, and and it is his for all intent and purpose. But flies other Warbirds. Food for Collins, um, very, very knowledgeable, very um, engaging, very yeah. share, uh, uh, very, um, very safe. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's a smart dude. He's he's not a he's not a hot shot, um, you know, kind of risk taker. He's just really, really good pilot. Uh, there's there's a you know honestly there's a lot of Warbird guys I'd like to get on. We've talked about getting. I I reached out to Kermit Weeks a long time ago and I did get a response and I got to talk back. I got to like follow up with him. Yeah. That would be, I don't even know I don't I wouldn't even know where to begin with Kermit Kermit Weeks. We would have to have like a little pre-show meeting. Well, Actually I wouldn't I just it. wouldn't even know what direction to take it. You know what I mean? Like he's got everything. I wouldn't even know where to go with it. The f- the first thing we'd have to do is address how he takes selfies and why he puts his arm out to the side uh, when he shows an airplane uh, in a picture. 
if you look at his, if you look at his, the pictures he takes of the selfies, it's always like, it's like, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> we talked, oh, yeah, yeah you know what? Cool. We, we actually talked to, gosh, I wonder whatever happened to this. I think we just couldn't line up schedules, but um, Scott uh, York. Oh, that's right. We, I think he just had like, we had schedule conflicts and then like, it just kind of went by the way. So we need to re- reach back to him, but flies a Mustang and air shows. Uh, that would be really fun to talk to somebody that, that flies, flies these things at air shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even like somebody like, I mean, I don't know what the odds are of getting it to happen, but like getting a guy like Rod Lewis on and like, just having him talk about like how he got started collecting and you know and what he's got planned well, you, next. Well, you well you see there, Jeff. You start with <laughs> about six billion dollars of oil money, and then you just end up with about two billion after you buy about four billion dollars worth of warbirds. <laughs> end of show. <laughs> like, I, just... <laughs> I like Tiger Cat so much, I just bought all those fucking things. Yeah, I bought all the tiger cats I can buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't send any Texas hate my way. I already, I already <laughs> sent enough enough shade to to Texas by shitting on Whataburger. First of all, it's Whataburger, Whataburger, not Whataburger. There's, it's not W A T Texans. All right. Yeah. Don't say what. But like six million to to somebody like that. That's I hate to say, it, but that's. That'd be like you going out and Couch buying. Man. Yeah, that's like buying like a headset, like a really nice, like the Bose, right? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit like, more, but like I made a purchase, but like it's not going to break the bank. That's so cool. I love that they're doing like fun. I, you know, like you see these like super wealthy people, and they're just miserable fucks. And like these guys are just buying some cool shit, flying it, and you know, they're obviously losing a ton of money with it. Yeah. Unless they have a like Hyman Roth, you know, as their account. <laughs> Starting a casino in, in Cuba. But uh whatchamacallit. Um it's just it's awesome. I mean, even like Stu Walt, like he doesn't need to do this. And like what he's doing and like, you know, being able to like, you know, so cliche, but like give back to the, the world and let them see it. Like, God, like I could just go buy a yacht and whatever, you know, fun playing the buy and sell and fly for himself and just, you know, live his life. But he's, you know, really doing a lot. I mean, it's incredible when you think. Yeah. About it. No, it's amazing. It's, like, it's, what are we uh, doing? it's what you would want to yes. do with a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Like preserve these airplanes, own a bunch, keep them going. I think it's cool. Yeah. And I heard he's an amazing pilot too. That's what I've heard too from multiple people. Um. Yeah. Imagine showing up and flying a contest against him. Uh, that'd be fucking crazy. I wonder if we can get him to compete at nationals. I mean, like, it's not like he's got a lot going on, right? <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Philip should be competing at nationals. I don't know why he's, he's too, not. He's too good not to. Why? Why wouldn't he? He's gonna be. actually. I take that back. I gotta switch roles here. Now that I'm in that category, he should definitely. He's doing. He's way too busy. Although today, 
I flew. I had a great flight today. I had I'm such a I uh I flew the uh the known. I, I've been like taking apart the known a little bit, just flying, you know, two figures at a clip and really yeah. focusing on them and and trying to perfect them. And damn man, I did what I thought was the best tail slide of my life today. It it was just effortless, flopped, no torquing. Uh, I even had somebody on the ground watching me. It was just, mwah. so I landed right after that. It was like five, six minutes into the flight. I'm like, that's it. I got a big week ahead of me. I, know I, <laughs> I also did like 15, 20 outside flicks, but. Um, but it's going well. Uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't say, yeah, it's going well. I mean, the progression's going well, but like now it's like, instead of like hanging on during, not hanging on during the figures, but like, and I wouldn't say making it through the figures because I was a little bit past that. Now I'm like starting to like take the individual parts of the figures and really like fine tune them. Um, which is I gotta wait. I'm not flying, you know, nines at all. Uh, maybe some eights here and there, but um I'm able to like, you know, when you learn a new figure or learn something new in flying, and after repetition, you're able to start seeing other other things and seeing what else is going on in the cockpit. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting to get to that point where like, you know, um, you're, I'm used to the, the way these figures are feeling because the outside flicks are, not that they don't hurt, um, but you know, there's, it's just very unnatural. You know, I've never done a lot of them before. So, you know, and it, it, it once you start getting this snap, right, it, you know, it winds up pretty good. Um, so now that like I've done a bunch of them, I'll be able to kind of, Focus on other stuff going um, on outside the cockpit. And I switched techniques big time, big time vertical snap technique change. Okay, tell us tell us about the change. So, um, well, you remember I was crying to you. I was crying to Father Holland. Yeah, I might have even cried to Don Gullian. Like you know, like these three quarter flicks are just mm, really pissing me off. And. Uh, you know, because like if you're not familiar with aerobatics or or even like just general flying, I guess, like you think you're doing something, but you're not. So um I it was my birthday recently. So uh, my kids got me that Insta 360 camera. Yep. And um so I started to record and everything like that. And I was doing one-handed snaps and in the vertical, I get to vertical and I, you know, I'd be looking to the left. And I snap, go to snap. So I go, you know, I critical angle of attack with the stick back, whatever you want to call it. And right to accelerating it. And because my neck, my head was turned left, that rotated my my shoulder a couple inches or an inch inward. So what I thought was accelerating straight ahead of me, I was accelerating um, with like a shit ton of aileron. And not a lot of elevator, so that's why the airplane was was coming off uh, with a lot of side load. Oh, so, interesting. And that, I would have never noticed that. Excuse me, because you're stop, you're stopping the ailer. I mean, you're obviously stopping the roll, but you're coming out with a bunch of side load because of that aileron acceleration. Yeah, just because I had, I had aileron into it, and I wasn't, you know, when you come off the for an inside flick up, you know, you're coming off the line, so it's super important to accelerate it. Um, yeah just to get your nose back up there um and there's a couple other cheats but like 
So, but more importantly, I wasn't accelerating it, you know, because I, my hand was going at and elbow was extending, but it was extending with mostly aileron, which is terrible for a snap. Um, and, but I had no idea, you know, everything was happening a lot. It was a new figure to me. So I put this camera in and like within, you know, the first I did it, I saw it right away. And, uh, and uh, then I went back and I tried and I couldn't fix it even with knowing that like, cause of the ergonomics wow. and a lot going on. I mean, I got better, but it wasn't like, I was still pissed. So then I was looking online and I'm telling you, dude, like YouTube with, you can look at, I picked this up from uh McSnap actually. I saw a video of McSnap, but you know, Francois Labat, uh, Father Holland, uh, Don G there's, you can Google or YouTube any of the greats and watch them fly and it's right there. Like, so as far as learning figures, once you get to that level or a little bit good, you know, you could watch all these guys and what they do. Like, when do they look to the left? When do they look, you know, when are they pivoting? You know, when are they, how are they holding the stick? Yada, yada, yada. It's all there on YouTube from the cameras. Um, anyway, but I was watching McSnap and, you know, I'd heard about different French style techniques and whatever, what have you. And he had a POV, like a camera on his head. And he was snapping, um, looking, he initiated his vertical flicks, looking straight at, straight over the nose in the vertical and then transitioning during a rotation to the, by turning to the left, by picking up the, uh, the stop. And I did that and it was like night and day. I did that. And then Father Holland gave me a tip, um, which is an understatement of snapping with two hands. And then I went out the next flight and it was like, holy, I sent you the video. The thing just yeah. wrapped up and it was like, it looked amazing yeah so like telling you like youtube can all you out there even ga flying and and whatever um you know they're all the greats are are doing this shit so like just watch the video in fact i when i first was starting to tumble you know i had somebody in the plane with me um i was a kid at that point and we're flying a midwing and um i youtube peter bessonier because he did a tumble where he came out of an element and it was on the y-axis like towards the crowd it was a it was in a motiji i believe and it came out of a uh an element and i just stopped paused his video just to watch the control inputs and went yeah. when and where he was inputting them and then went out and a couple flights later just got got it i'm pretty you know, sure that was it. on a hot voltage video i remember yeah. that i remember, that, remember that, that tumble yeah. right it was it, like it looked so incredible was it going towards the camera yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely remember that. It was so sick. Yeah, and I, but like, yeah, you can just go to YouTube and learn from these, you know, the stick inputs. And yep. obviously, you got to learn how to fly too and, and feel the airplane. But, you know, it's a good start. And I, I don't know if a lot of people do that. Do you think a lot of people? I, never really I don't know. It's something that I did. I, I remember looking at, like, tumbles are a good example because, you know, you look at, at how i mean there's just a million different ways to enter a tumble you know you can go to the right and go to the left um i always was like okay when somebody I, that i don't think i ever did it on that one but i remember there was one tumble from um hot voltage this pro i'm sure it was probably at moteji i don't remember who it was but it was so it it was it was it was so tumbly. It was like the tail was almost forward of the nose. I mean, it was, it was yeah. end over end, but it was almost more end over end than, than I've ever seen. And I'm just like, 
uh, okay, I'm going to zoom in. I'm going to repeat, repeat, repeat. Because it's so interesting to watch how somebody enters a, a maneuver, especially like that, where you can you can basically tumble, you know, almost from any attitude. I mean, literally, you can tumble from straight and level. You know, I, my my favorite for the shoulder roll is like 45 up and knife edge, you know. But yeah. you could just literally just, dude, half loop, Immelman, and then kick and push left, and, and you're off to the races. I mean, dude, there's just so many ways to do it. Vertical ups, vertical downs. Uh, so much fun cap you can you know cap off the top with a tumble and seeing how people do it and their their inputs was it was always something that was one maneuver in particular i always like watching inputs a lot yeah and it, yeah rob i mean rob all the secrets are right there yeah it's crazy right yeah no it's amazing i and you know there's no like there's no hiding it or no uh he'll tell you He'll show you. Like that's the amazing thing is uh, the transparency. YouTube is transparent without. Uh, it's, it's like on accident, right? It's it's transparent, transparent on accident. <laughs> it, you can just sit there and watch. But like you know, guys like Rob Holland, you know, Mikey G will do it too. I'm sure. Like, oh, have you tried this? Or or here's a video of how I do it. Let me see a video of how you do it, and, and we can compare. And, and Rob has that analytical and and coaching mindset to where. He, you know, that was amazing. I mean, I certainly don't have that because I don't have the, that level of experience, not not by a long shot. But it was amazing how quickly he was just like, oh, are you doing this? Try this. And you're like, huh. Yeah. That's when we were talking about the virtual coaching. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that there is an there is a need for it. You know, I don't. There's absolutely you know, a lot of. Yeah. The I liability of sucks, though, you know, because you get into something like. Yeah. You made you made the comment about you know like you have to have well you you I I thought this in my head when you made the comment about you know you gotta kind of know how to do it but like you can watch inputs and and try stuff for yourself and I I was always of the mindset like with aerobatics is like as long as you, as long as you know that you can get yourself out of anything you have a strong foundation and and you know keeping things in the envelope uh, safely and being able to recover anything that you put yourself into. Why not try something new? You don't have, I mean, obviously you can't, especially in your environment with an SC and, and the upper echelon advanced and limited, you know, most people have a single seat airplane. You can't get dual, right? So if somebody either has to show you um, in the airplane how to do something, well, that's not going to work in a single seat airplane. But having somebody just tell you like, hey, try this, XYZ, try this maneuver. And you you being able to go up and do it, you know, slowly and high, right? And then you then you perfect it from there. But um, I don't, I personally don't think there's much wrong with, um, the idea of online coaching or virtual coaching at, at somebody for that level. The scary thing is, is when you get somebody, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't do it for foundational stuff. I don't think without, without carrying some liability in there. Cause like, you just don't know how somebody's going to behave unless you've flown with them before. And you don't know how somebody is unless they're at your level. Like I, I, you know, I'm sure there's exceptions, uh, exceptions to the rule. There always is. But at the advanced and unlimited level, if you if if you approach a coach, they know kind of where you are. You know what I mean? They they know you're not reckless or dangerous or don't have this foundational piece of the puzzle that you need to have. You may you may have something missing or or not understand something in a minuscule part of a technique of a maneuver, but that's the whole point of coaching is like, oh no, no, try it like this. This is a better way to do X, Y, and Z. And you try that and you're like, oh shit, this is amazing. Um, 
it's the unknowns of of having some random person be like, hey, can you, you know, coach me through this? And it's like, well, I have no idea how you're going to go up and fly this thing. This is kind of dangerous. Right. I can see that being a problem. Yeah. Somebody like Rob and somebody like you. Um, even I mean, even somebody like me, like I'm, you know, recreational pilot uh, at its core. You know, I'm not a competition right. pilot, but. I've got a lot of experience of, I know how to keep myself safe. So trying to maneuver, I've never tried before. Um, I would, I would, I personally would be confident being able to take it up high, start it slow or, you know, have confidence that I could do it safely. But, you know, maybe Rob doesn't know that. I don't know. And then, um, you know what else we got Uh, just popped up on my uh, screen here. Uh, June 24th, International Aerobatics Day. That kind of creeped up on us. It did. And it hasn't been getting talked about like at all. Yeah, just the local chapters. Yeah. I see uh, chapter three, which is, it's one of my favorite chapters. Great chapter. We got to get Lee back on, actually. That was a fun podcast. Yeah, that was. That was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, June 24th, can't do it. It's, uh, Absolutely. Mason's birthday, 24th. So oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, we're going to do a little barbecue. Barbecue. Nice. Hot dog. A little BBQ hot dog season? Oh, yeah. I might have a ribeye just in your honor. Do it, dude. Do it. Would you fly a contest if there was ribeyes there? Maybe. Okay, so and now we called, have... Call it the ribeye. It's like that Christmas song. And one turtle duck. So now we have... Rob Holland coaching you and offering an airplane. Paul yeah. Lemmerdot virtual coaching you. Yep. Um, and ribeyes. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Okay, cool. I we need to, to get some list. snow cones into the mix, but um, it hasn't Accurate. been offered yet. That's true. Maybe uh, Joey Bowflex or Hawaiian Rick, Rick Flair, as I like to call them lately. I love um, it. Hawaiian right? Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can can I complain about something before we uh uh we should probably uh, get signing off here pretty soon? But can I complain about something? Yes, I have bowling tonight too, so I gotta I gotta get running. Which I have we'll uh, one eighty average. My average is skyrocketing, but everybody thinks I'm sandbagging because I started this is my first year bowling. So they're all I'm like, you know, I started with like a one thirty or something like that. So now my handicap, I get like you know, you get pins and shit. You get yeah. free pins, you know, so that like when you bowl against a really good bowler, it's somewhat fair. But now, like every score with my handicap is like a two sixty, you know, like so it's like that. Like you were cheating, you you didn't do good in the beginning, so you got a big handicap. I'm like, it's literally my first year of bowling. I can't believe you bowl. That is the crazy. I love thing. it, dude. It's like I love that you love it, it, but it's co- it's so crazy. I can't wait tonight. I'm gonna get some jalapeno poppers. Cheese, <laughs> pretzel. I eat like such a slob. Just get yeah. fat and bowl. Yeah, they have the beer, the beer funnel things. Not oh funnels. They have the beer towers that probably haven't been cleaned in maybe never, ever. Um, ever. No, yeah. yeah, delicious, just delicious. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get you off to go bowling. Before that, I'm gonna rant on on influencers a little bit. I'm going to send you this video and I'm I'm going to be cryptic because I don't want to call anybody out. 
because uh, that would be mean. I'm just going to talk shit for freely, which is not mean. I, I think I read that in a book somewhere. But um, I think people like this uh, this part of our show. This person, okay, paid for a blue check mark. Okay, I didn't get the video yet. I'm, I'm going to send it to you after. I'll send it to you after the episode because I don't want to click it and, and have it make noise. I'm nervous about it clicking and. Oh, text noise. me who it is though. Okay, um, I'm going to send you a text right now. Uh, <laughs> is it Luke Penner? No. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I wish he would do more stuff. Um, Is it Lee up there? I'm sending you <laughs> this right now. Uh, so this person, okay, has an aerobatic monoplane, but also flies like L-39s and stuff like that. Um, has this guy, and this guy is is unbelievable, man. Um, this guy like buys a blue check mark, total like fake social influ- influencer on, on Instagram and stuff like that. He's he put a video out of him in the front seat wearing a helmet. He's he's not I think he's a private pilot, but like he he he's got like oxygen, you know, disconnects mounted on his helmet. And it's like you're in this uh you know extreme air in the front seat getting a ride with a with your hel- with a helmet on to like I, I don't even know to like promote a helmet. I don't understand these people, dude. I don't get it. He's holding a selfie stick. I, you're, I'm gonna send you this video. You're gonna be so mad, so mad. God. This is the world we live in. Let me, let me. You know what? I'll just send it. To you. you know what? Hold on. Let me see if I can. Let me just click it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did that. Uh, Hopefully that didn't play through the thing. This is, dude. This is gonna make you so mad. I'm sending it to you right now. There it is. It's so frustrating how douchey this guy is. Oh, it's like it's unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, he he, he marked uh, like his emotion. He's feeling motivated, sitting oh. in the front seat wearing a helmet, holding a selfie stick. He's feeling motivated, guys. We're motivated. Okay. Oh, it's frustrating. I can't even. I'm, I'm, it, by clicking it, I, I have to watch. I accidentally watched it again. Oh, and I love how he's taxing with the canopy open too. By the way, let's not. Let's just add that in there. Anyway, um, I, these people are so weird. Um, last thing is that okay. sick. Is that sick, freedom, Roy? Basically, might as well be. Looks like. That. Yeah, might, might as well be. Uh, before we go, I want to give. Um, I want to give a cringe. plug. I want to give a plug to Apple Cup. Yeah, it's so, dude. It's it's. Bad. I can't wait to send it to the aerobatic group. Oh my god, we should send this. Okay, we'll talk on fair. I got an yeah. idea. I guess it, ideas for next show. It's so bad. Um, but um, shout out to Kevin Miller. So uh, he sent me a, a, a kind of a plug for Apple Cup. Uh, chapter sixty-seven, Seattle, Washington, guys. Uh, the Apple Cup in Euphreda. Washington, which is that's always been a, known as a great contest as well. Um, uh, let's see here, June 23rd and 24th. Okay, aerobatic box open for practice Wednesday, Thursday, June 22nd, or sorry, 21st and 22nd. Uh, bake up Saturday evening, 6 p.m. at Tequila's. Ooh, primary through unlimited power only. Hell yeah, no, no gliders. Get rid of that bullshit. Plus four minute free. 
No boundary judges. That's a cool thing. Sponsors, Hooker Harness, Softy Parachutes, Aircraft Spruce, Hartzell, BDC Electronics, Patty Wax at Aerobatic School, my boys, Lift Aviation, of course, and uh, oh, Optimate uh, Battery Chargers. Special guest, the Canadian Advanced Aerobatic Team and Coach Aaron McCartan. Special oh guest. I like how he's getting special guests, dude. He's 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 the real influencer around here. Is that the Apple Cup? Apple, uh, yep, Apple Cup. Where's that? Contest. Euphreda? Washington? Canadians are just taking over. Yeah, so they, I, I always I, I always remember Canadians getting a lot of uh, love there. But uh, yeah, I think that wraps up the episode, dude. So Aaron's going to that contest? Yeah. Dude, I am excited as a fan of Aaron McCartan for Nationals. I am not excited to... I mean, we're going to do it, whatever, but like God damn, it's it's just weird going into a category and like, not that I, I don't want to, I'm not glass half empty, but I'm a little realistic, you know, but there's some pilots there that are going to give me a, open up a can of whoop ass. Let's just say that. So it's weird going to a contest. I've never really got approached, gone to a contest, not ready to like, you know, kick ass myself. But at this category, it's, it's just a long road. I mean, it's like, it's almost like you got to do it. It's like hazing almost. It is like hazing. It is like hazing. But yeah, like oh, Goody, Rob, Aaron, AJ, like me. Jeez. Some legit players, my man. Yeah. It was like AJ said, like when he uh when he got into Unlimited and he went to his first worlds, you know, it was like second year flying Unlimited and like he's in a briefing with the other pilots, but the other pilots it's like Mamistov, Anina, <laughs> you know, the French military team, and he's like Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here? Like, Mikhail Mamistov is, uh, um, yeah, he's in my category. That's just <laughs> scary. Yep. But yeah, it's interesting. So that's why I think it's a, a lot of mental mental work and preparation for me, at least, to, to stay in it. Because, get through you know, it. like, yeah, well, it, it's a long road. It's a long road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. We'll st- stick a pin in this one. What do you say? Yeah, I got to put on my bowling shoes. All right. You get your bowling shoes. Thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast. LiftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code FlyCoolShit at checkout. 25% off most items on the website. Um, by the way, uh, we need to talk. We need to do some more helmet talk. I sent my Carmen shell. Uh, I took the comms out of it. It's on its way to lift as we speak to get uh, the new Lightspeed Zulu H mod setup that they're doing put in. So I'll be able to report back on that. Um, what else? They've got some more stuff coming down the pike too uh, that we need to talk about. But um, fly good merch, guys. Go buy some fly good don't suck shirts. I was wearing mine yesterday. I, dude, I I was literally gonna. I wore mine a couple of days ago. It's comfortable as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, the material. I like it a lot. I, I, the the whoever he picked for uh, t shirt vendor is fantastic. The shirts are great. And I think they're bamboo swear, actually. I got. Um, I'm not again. making this up, but I switched shirts today uh, to go flying because my other shirt was dirty and sweaty, and um, I had in my hangar the Aguayo Aerosport shirt um, from Alana Aguayo. Uh, in fact, he's selling a Super Decathlon. So if anybody wants, I saw to that a Super Decathlon. Uh, hit up yeah. Alana. 
He's got to um, he's got to sell it to to buy a new canopy or buy a spare canopy for that uh that MX two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, trying to see if he has a website. Fly hard, work hard, stay hard. That should be the website, by the way. That's his slogan, but that should literally it should be work hard, fly hard, stay hard. Dot com. It's a Guayo. It's actually a GuayoAerosports.com. A G U A Y O Aerosports.com. Uh buy some stuff. Um, yeah. he's a cool dude. Love him. And uh yeah. Oh, and I for, I forgot to give the website for Fly Good Merch. <laughs> Flygoodmerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O. 10% off everything on the website, guys. Um, but yeah, go buy some shirts, support Alon, support Fly Good Merch, support Lift Aviation. Support every company that is out there supporting aerobatics and promoting the sport. Go, go support them. Absolutely. If, not if it's Canadian or affiliated with any unlimited aerobatic team member. No, in fact, next episode, we should probably start getting in. We need to kind of stop relations with uh, uh, Canada for the time being. It's time to start getting a little more focused, right? We, we got to hate them for a few more months. And then, then we can go back to loving them. But for now, we got to hate them. I think we got to just haze them a little bit and like send them american stuff i don't know there we go we'll start slapping ba- bald eagle stickers on all their all their airplanes yes yeah yes. sweet guys everybody guys and gals thank you for listening and we will talk to you all next week later thank you for listening to another episode of fly cool shit Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com.